Hey everyone, Matt Saxinger here, lead pastor at Susquehanna Valley Church. I want to thank you for joining us again. We've been talking about this idea of impact over attendance. We, we don't want to be a church where we just show up and it's a club that we hang out Sunday morning and that's it. So, And with me, again, we've got... Eric Hone. Yeah. All right, cool. So thank you for joining us again. So this is our first step class and the, and the idea is what is a balanced, integrated, and healthy life of a follower of Jesus Christ look like? specifically in the context of Susquehanna Valley Church. So we broke it down into these three objectives, right? So love God, love each other, and love the world. And so last week we talked about what it means to love God. And we talked about habits, which we want you to put into your life. Nine healthy habits. The ones we talked about last week are Bible reading, prayer, and worship. And we'd love for you, we really, really would love for you to put those into your life, that it would be a discipline. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about that second objective, love each other. And, and what, do, what does it really mean to practically, genuinely love one another? And so uh, scripture, Matthew twenty two thirty nine, Jesus says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And John 13, 35, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And I, I just love the simplicity of what Jesus talks about, but at the same time, the depth is amazing, that people will know who you are, not by what you call yourself, not by what you intellectually know, but and how you love one another. So it's, it's a core objective for all of Christians. It's especially a core objective for us here at Susquehanna Valley Church. So why don't you give us a clue as to how, how that kind of shows up for us application-wise? Yeah, so as we talked about pr previously, we have these objectives, and we want to give you some real-life applications of how we're going to live that out here at Susquehanna Valley. So this concept of loving each other, what that looks like here is really about small groups, life-giving small groups. We want to be in fellowship with each other. We want to connect with each other. And uh, we're going to do that through a small group model, and we believe that that's a great way to live this out. And so we're going to ask that each, each person attend a small group, be a part of a small group, um, and, and also to lead a small group. And I know that sounds intimidating for people, but uh, we're going we're gonna to provide you with the tools. We're going to provide you. Absolutely. Um, there's a next step class after this, uh, this class. There's a next step class, which are actually nine weeks um, and uh, nine, right? It's actually four for next and then eight for leader step. Leader we, step, we that's even, the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we'll get you prepped. Yeah, yeah. but it's going to be leader so, step class. So just kind of yeah. planting the seed right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so that that's we we want this to show up in the context of community where you're you're doing life with other people, you're being openly spiritual around people. And I grew up in a house and in a church where you didn't really do that. Like, you could talk about Jesus if you were in the church, but to sit down and pray with somebody outside the church, that was like, it was a little, you, you were too much of a Christian then. Look, Christian, the very idea is that you are a person who's relational and you love people the way that Jesus has loved us. And so, so let's break that down habit-wise, right? So last week, Bible study, worship, prayer, the healthy habits for loving other people, um, loving one another, they're, they're huge. I love the fact that they're habits because we think of these as just things we should do, as it maybe they're virtues. But the idea of calling them habits all of a sudden makes it, this is something I should do. Just like I regularly read my Bible, I should do these three things. 
that we're going to talk about right here. So the first one is fellowship. In other words, quality time with other Christians. I love Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. In other words, in light of in light of the mission that we have, in light of the end that we have, we should we should be loving and encouraging one another right now. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. So so how does that tie in here? Well, the reality is we spend time with people and and we want you to prioritize time with people who you're gonna love and encourage and who are gonna likewise love you because that's gonna be something that spurs you on. So this isn't just about you helping and you loving others, it's also others loving you. And so so that's got to be very important as a habit for you to say, I'm going to regularly spend time with other believers who, who are going to talk about the scriptures. We're going to pray together and we're going to try and serve together. So, so that's the first healthy habit is fellowship. What do you got? Second healthy habit is accountability. And accountability is something that flows out of that fellowship. You know, as we engage in those relationships, as we grow together, get to know each other, we have the opportunity to become more vulnerable with each other. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And it comes out of this concept of, you know, in the ancient world, they use iron uh, implements and and tools and swords and stuff and and iron on itself will dull over time but you use iron against iron and it sharpens it and it's that friction that's that's created in as the two implements go against each other and it's the friction that that sharpens those two implements and that's what we want in our relationships in our lives as as we develop that fellowship with each other as we grow in that vulnerability with each other that we can be honest with each other that we can seek to be sharpened, that we want to be sharpened in our marriages, in our, uh, as we parent our children, in our professional lives. We want to be sharpened all around to be made more and more in the image of Christ. And so holding each other accountable in that way, uh, as James 5.16 says, to confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that we may be healed. Um, Throughout Scripture, we see this idea. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 talks about two being better than one, that they can support each other and encourage each other. It's been often said that the weight of secrets is enough to keep us sick in our lives. Hmm. I don't know about you, but when, when I'm holding on to things in my life that nobody else knows about... Yeah. yeah. You, you, intellectually, you feel safe. I feel safe but I also feel stuck. Right. I don't grow. Right, absolutely. You know, I, I think about the opening, the opening chapters of the Bible in Genesis where God created man, but he said it's not good that man be alone. And, you know, we talk about that in, in connection with marriage because, of course, God created sure. Eve. But I don't think it's just limited to marriage, that concept, that it's not good for man to be alone. And when we hold on to secrets, when we keep those things to ourselves, we're alone. And that's not what God created us to be. He also said, you know, that Adam and Eve in chapter 2 says they were naked and not ashamed. They didn't have any secrets. 
they weren't holding anything from each other. They were completely vulnerable and open with each other. And I believe that's what God intends for us to be, is to, to have that vulnerability and that freedom that comes when we're able to let go of those secrets, let go of the shame, and find others that accept us and love us despite our secrets, maybe have similar things themselves, and we can hold each other accountable. We can encourage yeah. each other and pray for each other and, and just check in with each other. And that's part of that outflow of that fellowship is that accountability. So you kind of want to think about those things in your life. You know, Who do I have in my life that can hold me accountable? Who can I be honest with? Who can I share my secrets with? Who can I trust in that way? And in what areas of my life do I need accountability? And that takes some... That takes some vulnerability and honesty with ourselves to be willing to say, hey, this is an area in my life that I need to, I just need some help with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's recognizing what is more valuable to you, your reputation or your growth. Hmm. And it's not just your growth, but it's really the growth of everybody in your life because the healthier you are, the more loving you are to them. And the healthier you are, the more the gospel is going to grow through you. The kingdom of God's going to grow in this world. So what do you want more? Do you want reputation of maintaining the secret um, and, and avoiding embarrassment, or do you want growth? And, and so I, yeah. I'm... And I think what I found more often than not is when we take our secrets and say, hey, this is, this is something that I've been struggling with, all of a sudden we discover a bunch of other people say, oh man, me too, and I'm so glad right. you said that. Right. And, and that's where the small groups provide an atmosphere where through time you build the trust to get to that place where you can yeah. be accountable, and it's, yeah. it's, it's huge. Um, so then the third, the third healthy habit is, and I love that this is a habit. Mm. I love this is not just a, a thing that's good, but this is a habit because we know day in and day out, people are going to rub us the wrong way. They're going to annoy us. They're going to frustrate us. They're going to let us down. They're going to betray us. So to make a habit out of forgiveness... And when I, when I say forgiveness, I want you to understand it from the perspective of, because we feel like we're letting somebody go, we're letting somebody off the hook. Look at it from the perspective of trusting God in our pain. Hmm. Trusting God in our pain. That I trust that whatever he decides to carry out here or whatever he decides to forgive, then, then it is what it is. I trust him. I don't have to manage the hurt on my end. I don't have to manage the the consequences or you know the the, the negative effects on their end. I, I'm free, hmm. and it's an extremely freeing thing to live that way. And and here, I think one of the great problems with forgiving others is this idea: if we don't forgive, we might not in our society. We might not like if somebody hurts us. We might not go slash their tire. But what we will try to do is not damage their automobile, but damage their reputation, hmm. damage what other th people think about them. And to let go and to forgive is so difficult because when we say, I'm forgiving you, what it means ultimately is nobody else is going to know that you hurt me. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to hurt you back reputation wise by letting everybody else know. I, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to trust God with my pain. Um, it's been said when we refuse to forgive someone, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm -hmm. and, and that that's the reality. We have to understand this is toxic to us. Ephesians 4, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as, in, as God in Christ forgave you. That idea of tender hearted, 
That's like the antithesis to holding a grudge. And if you hold a grudge, it hardens your heart. You you may not think it does. It does. It's kind of like those secrets that we hold on to. A- absolutely. And so to let go of it is, is I mean, it's life-changing, not just for that person, but for you as well. Um, you know, Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? I love that he's just like, let me just, because he probably thought two or three, but he's like, I'm going to sound good. I'm going to say seven. So he says up to seven, and Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. The Old Testament passage he's referring to there to just talk about a total grace. And what I love about that is is the challenge that it offers us, because so often what we do with forgiveness is we look for conditions for why I might not have to forgive somebody, or I might not have to let go of it the way that God's probably telling me to. And we tend to under-forgive. And it's like Peter's coming up to Jesus and saying, Jesus, is this a sufficient amount of forgiveness? And I take Jesus' responses to be, it's better to over-forgive than to under-forgive. Mm-hmm. Be a person that over-forgives. Like, oops, I forgave you too much. I forgave too much of this. As opposed to, I don't know, I just don't know if I can really let go or really forgive. No, be a person that over-forgives. So I would love for you to ask God, who do I need to forgive? This is part of loving each other. It's part of an objective that's important for us as a church, for you to understand God wants you to forgive. You're going to have to ask God for the the strength to forgive and to release and probably do it again because it's probably going to come back on your heart again, and please do it. It's what God wants for you. It's exactly what Jesus has done for you. We want to, If you want to be a healthy, balanced, integrated disciple of Jesus Christ, you can't get there without the stuff that we're talking about, without fellowship, without the accountability, and without the forgiveness. That's how we love people, and we really want it to take place within a small group. So thanks for checking us out. That's what we got for you this week, and we'll catch you back next time.